Welcome to the Basketball Update. I'm Adam Nazarali. This is the update for October 18th, 2021. The season is about to start, so this week we're going through my predictions for the Eastern Conference. But first, Shams Charania reported this week that Kyrie Irving will not play or practice with the team until he is a full participant. This adds a lot of question marks to the Brooklyn Nets roster. Shams also reported that Kevin Durant, James Harden, Joseph Sy, the owner, Sean Marks, all were kind of brought in for the decision, which kind of leads me to believe some of the star players, although they're not quite letting it on yet, are a little fed up with Kyrie. So, you know, th- this this adds a lot of question marks to this roster. You know, will the Nets look to trade Kyrie? Or are they going to hold out hoping he gets the vaccine? You know, because every game he doesn't actually play, you know, gets taken away from his paycheck, right? But then at the same time, how much trade value does Kyrie even have if he's not willing to play or unable to play, I should say, in stadiums that require fully vaccinated participants to play? So, you know, there's a lot of question marks on this roster. Will it really affect Brooklyn's championship aspirations? Um, you know, a large percentage of their cap goes to Kyrie Irving. So you need a star player like that to play for your team if you want to win the championship. But moving on, we have my predictions for the NBA standings for the 2021-2022 season. First up, I don't think it should be a surprise to really anybody. I have the Milwaukee Bucks being the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. You know, compared to a lot of these other top-end teams that I'll share my predictions with, uh, I think there's a lot of stability in this Milwaukee Bucks roster. I mean, you have Chris Middleton still there, Drew Holiday building off another good season, obviously Giannis. They've lost a couple pieces like uh, Bryn Forbes and P.J. Tucker, who were instrumental in winning that championship, but I don't think it'll affect them too much. And, and I think, you know, them being the number one seed is, is a pretty safe prediction. I know we just went over this, but my number two seed is the Brooklyn Nets and maybe that's surprising to some people maybe not I think even with Kyrie out they're a really strong team you have two top 10 players in in the NBA in James Harden and Kevin Durant and they have some really strong role players that kind of fill out the roster of that team Blake Griffin obviously they've added some key vets in Patty Mills and Paul Millsap so I think this is going to be kind of a smooth sailing ship for the regular season and if they're not the second seed they'll they'll be a home court team for sure Number three, I have the Miami Heat. I think they have a lot to prove after underperforming last year. The season before last year, them being in the finals, and then last year, them being the sixth seed. And I think bouncing in the first or second round, I can't remember off the top of my head. Ah, it was the first round actually, right? To the Bucks. So, you know, they really underperformed last year, or maybe they just overperformed the season before. They've added Kyle Lowry, who's an all-star caliber player. And I think they can really build off this and, and be a strong team, a contending team for this 2022 season. In fourth, I have the Philadelphia 76ers. You know, they've always been a really strong regular season team, which is why, you know, I have them as the, as the fourth seed. I think obviously the question mark still lies with Ben Simmons. How will he play? How will he, how will he fit in the roster Earlier in the offseason, Doc Rivers, Daryl Morey, 
and a couple other front office execs with the 76ers went and visited Ben Simmons in LA with his agent, Rich Paul. And, and they really kind of wanted to, to paint a picture of how he'll fit in this team um, and, you know, his importance on this roster. And, you know, Ben Simmons has kind of folded a little bit. You know, he was really just didn't want to play on this team. But I think once he realized how much money he was going to lose, if he just completely sat out, wasn't a fantastic decision. So, you know, that's really the main question with this roster. I think they're a fantastic team regardless. Joel Embiid continues to improve every year. Tobias Harris is just an underrated small forward in this league. He's he's such a stabilizing force on any team, and he's guaranteed to get you 20 points a night. And yeah, I think this is going to be a good team no matter what. They have some good role players. Matisse Thybul can build off his, his sophomore season. And then going into the fifth seed, so teams without home court. First up, I think we have the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, you know, they, they obviously did so much better than anyone would have expected in last year's playoffs. Making the Eastern Conference Finals was not, not in their cards at all going into last season. But that really puts a target on their back, right? Like, you know, Teams know this is this is a good team. I think they have a great roster. DeAndre Hunter is a great player. Trey Young, obviously, he's kind of their superstar player. Kevin Herter, Bogdanovich, one through five. This is a really good team. Clint Capella at the five. And I think they do have a strong second unit as well. And I put them at the fifth seed kind of as a safe bet for myself. I would not be surprised if, at all if they managed to get home court. But just with the teams above them, they've, they've proven a bit more. And, and I think they have a bit more star power in their rosters. Going into the sixth seed, this is definitely going to surprise some people. I think I have the Chicago Bulls. You know, maybe I'm a little too high on them, but what's not to like? You know, one through five, Lonzo Ball is their point guard. Zach Levine is their shooting guard. DeMar DeRozan is their small forward. Patrick Williams is their power forward. And then, of course, Nikola Vucevic is their five. You know, they really didn't do well, as I think as well as anyone would have expected after that kind of blockbuster trade of Nikola Vucevic coming onto the team last year. But man, DeMar DeRozan and Lonzo Ball are two really, really big pickups. And I think they add at least 10 wins to last year's team minimum. And last year's team was a 31 and 41 team. So, you know, bare minimum, I think they're a 500 team, which should be the eighth seed. But I think a full season of Vucevic and, you know, Patrick Williams building off his strong rookie rookie season will be huge for them. And not to mention they have guys like Colby White on their bench as well. So, so look out for the Chicago Bulls this year. In seventh, I have the Boston Celtics. And this is tough for me, right? Because I'm such a big fan of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. The Jays are just phenomenal players. And they just really need to find players to build around them. Marcus Smart, I think, is going to miss a bit of time in the beginning of the season. And of course, they're adding in a new rookie head coach in Emudoka. I don't know. Al, Al Horford's a good pickup. But besides that... You know, they were barely a 500 team last year. I think they went, they were 500 exactly, if I remember correctly. So I expect them to be roughly the same this year, unless they kind of make a trade that changes anything um, near the all-star break. And then in the eighth seed, I have the New York Knicks. And I'm not, I wasn't really sure where to put this team. I might've, you know, I've probably said that for every team at this point, but after last year's playoff series against the Atlanta Hawks, I feel like they might be a little bit figured out. You know, they feel like one of those teams where, 
you know, they have one really good season because no one expects them going into the season to be that good. So they're, they're, they, they have a huge question mark on them and no one really knows how to game plan them. But this year, you know, I don't know if that's the case. I think, you know, people know they're going to run their offense through Julius Randle. Hopefully RJ Barrett builds upon his, his sophomore season. It seems like he's getting a, a little bit better every year and, and more confident in his game. Kemba Walker's a good addition. Derek Rose kind of moves to that bench unit and he can run that. So I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this was a lottery team, but I also wouldn't be surprised if this was like the sixth seed. I think they're anywhere in that range. I I wouldn't really be surprised. We have a couple teams here, which I'll mention briefly in my honorable mentions, which I think are going to be kind of nipping at the heels of the New York Knicks. First up, I have the Indiana Pacers. They have their new head coach in Rick Carlisle, who's the coach of the Dallas Mavericks for 10 seasons. And before that, he was actually the head coach of the Indiana Pacers. So he's going to be familiar with the front office, the ownership, you know, all that. So I think the transition will be a little easier. Of course, they underperformed, you know, wildly, maybe not wildly, but I've always really liked their roster, at least their roster these past three or four seasons. And they, and they just haven't been able to do as well as I'm hoping. So, you know, I don't want to bet on them again this year. I, I, I The safe bet is for them to not make the playoffs. But I think Rick Carlisle is 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 definitely a strong coach um, compared to Nate Bjorkren, who I think was just not ready at all for that task. And then, of course, you have TJ Warren and Karis LeVert out for the first couple months. Mm, that adds a lot of you know, what's going to happen, right? I mean, DeMontis Sabonis, everyone knows, you know, he's a walking triple-double at this point. You know, one of the best, probably top 10, top five, maybe even power forwards in the league. Malcolm Brogdon has struggled with injuries, but I've always been a big fan of his game. So we'll have to see, but I think them being the ninth, 10th seed is the safest bet. Charlotte Hornets, to me, this is the closest team out of these few teams in my honorable mentions to take the eighth seed. It's really going to depend on their injury situation. LaMelo Ball missed about 20 games last year. Gordon Hayward about 30. You know, those guys really need to stay healthy, but I think they're a young and up and coming team. And I think they're really going to want to be pushing for that playoff spot. So I think they have a great chance. And then last up, my Toronto Raptors. I like the team a lot. But I don't think they have the player to put it all together. We don't know how many games Pascal Siakam's going to miss. OG Ananobi's looking to build upon his first few seasons. He's been he's looked amazing from the preseason games I've watched. But again, I mean, losing Kyle Lowry, you know, you get Goran Dragic, Precious Achua. How much does that really affect the team? In all fairness... They struggled a lot playing in Tampa last year with no home games, and they still did pretty well. I want to say 27 and 35 because it was a 72-game season. So, I mean, all things considered, that's a pretty successful season. They're adding the number four pick in Scotty Barnes, who's looked great in preseason as well, I think better than everyone's really expected. This team, for me, is just a complete anomaly. Like, I think they could end up you know, they could end up the fourth seed, really, you know, but, you know, they could end up the sixth seed, the seventh seed, eighth seed, or they could be the worst team in the Eastern Conference. 
you know, like, there's just too many question marks, I think. And a lot of things needs to go right for this team to be a playoff team. Every team suffers with injuries. And I think one or two injuries in this, this Raptors team is season is, is just written off. So those are my three honorable mentions. And those are my eight playoff teams in the Eastern Conference. I really hope it doesn't bite me in the butt because that would suck. And I think these are pretty good predictions. But that's the update. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Adam Nazarelli. You can find the show notes at tbu.ffmi.ca. We don't pay for any marketing, so we rely on a word of mouth to spread the show around. If you like the show, we'd appreciate it if you let your friends know about it as well. The Basketball Update is produced by Jacob Gazella in association with Forest Friends Media. Thanks to Chesterfield for the use of our theme music. Our next episode will be Monday, October 25th. Thanks for listening.